Like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk every once in a while. He was already here. Well, we're used to you attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. Welcome in, everybody, to an extremely special edition of Open Book here on Game on Wisconsin. As you can see, we've already we've had people, Randall, uh, in the comments waiting for this, but let's just kick it off. Thank you so much, uh, Randall, for joining us here tonight. This has been something uh, in the making kind of the whole season and was sure. definitely very much looking forward to it. So, how are you doing? I, I love the get up. I love I love the I love the the hat with the, <laughs> the purple hoodie. It's like a great contrast. So oh man, appreciate it. How y'all doing, man? Thank y'all for having me too. I appreciate it. We finally made it happen. Uh, yeah, it's it's long overdue for sure. Yeah, well, we really appreciate it. It's awesome that you're on. Absolutely, man. We're we're very grateful, and we know how busy and hectic it is during the week too for you guys. You know, coming up first day of practice as well as well too. Right, right. Yeah, I got a, got a little film study whenever I get up with y'all. Uh, so we'll, I'll get back we'll to make it sure. for a bit. In that yeah, case, okay. yeah. In that case, we won't we won't hold you too long. <laughs> right. I see Jen rocking the eighteen too. Okay. Yes, which my co-host actually bought me for my birthday over the summer, so I'm excited to be able to. There we go. Wear it here in front of you. Yeah. We got Andrew in the back too. He's rocking the the, the eighteen he jersey. Is. Yeah, he's our producer in the background. I don't think you can oh, see okay. him, but okay, I can't see him. <laughs> Yeah, I've got I've got my I've got my 18 back in Chicago, currently in LA, but definitely have it have it in mind. But uh, again, just awesome having you having you on the show, and just uh, how how's everything? You know, just been being back in Green Bay. Obviously, kind of happened, seemed like it happened overnight, out of nowhere, and just the yes. feeling of being you know being back home. I'm sure it's got to be pretty great. Definitely happened overnight. Uh, you know, uh, obviously when the trade went down, I was so happy and excited. Uh, but then it was like, oh, dang, like we got to move back up here. We got to like find a place to live, which is crazy because we held on to my to, to me and my wife had a house up here in, in Green Bay and we held on to it for two years. And we finally sold it October of 2020 thinking like, OK, like that ship sailed. It's all over. No chance. <laughs> no chance we'll be going back there anytime soon, uh, besides the visit. So, um, you know, once once everything happened, we we're like, dang man, we should have kept that house. But um it all worked out though, you know, back to back in green and gold, back in uh playing back in Lambeau again. Uh, it, it's been a, a incredible ride so far, uh, you know, to be in a position that we're in eight and two after ten games and um you know, we control our destiny and we talk about it all the time. Uh, everything that we want is right in front of us. Uh, it's, it's about going one and oh each week and making sure we keep the focus and attention on the detail every day and practice and in the meeting rooms and going out there and find a way to win a game. And, you know, we've we've won different ways all year. So it's been a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Speaking of winning in different ways, real quick, just to look back at this past week's game, I think it's been three years, a little bit over three years since the last time the Packers have shut out an opposing team and to do it against Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and that, you know, very impressive Seahawks offense. Like when, 
I mean, in your in your time with the Packers, have you seen such a strong defense just top to bottom? Because at least as a fan watching, it's just I, I haven't been so excited to see our defense play every week like I have. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think I think back to 2014, uh, the defense that we had that year. You know, there was there was a lot of games that we played and we were up big. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, and we didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I think it that year, it might have been four games where some of the starters didn't even play in the fourth quarter, and it was just like, that's just how how you know how many points were put on the board, and our defense was holding them, and the game was just getting out of hand. And uh, you know, unfortunately, our offense has been putting up numbers like that so far, but uh, defensively, they've been playing, um, they've been playing their butts off. You know, hats off to them. Um, you know, I think, you know, having somebody like Dre in the middle, um, he, he's a difference maker. He's a difference maker on our, on our team. The injuries that we've had across the board and just finding a way to win a game in this league uh, with, with so many stars and so many big names go down, I think that shows just the depth that we have as a team and um, just our relentless effort uh, to, to find a way to, to be successful uh, and it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to be a part of, um, you know, just, just, just seeing week in and week out us find different ways to do it. Yeah. The, I'm glad that, you know, cause people are starting to finally take notice. You mentioned, you mentioned Devondre Campbell. People are finally starting to take notice of him and like, you know, the Packers have that true presence at middle linebacker now. And you have that, that tandem between him and Chris Barnes, who has also sure. been from last year, just a great pleasant surprise. It's, I mean, were you surprised you came to the team like about a month and a half after him? But I mean, for a guy, I mean, he was on the street when the Packers picked him up in minicamp. I mean, mm-hmm. that's surprising to you, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way that this league works, man. It, it really is about getting opportunity and, and depending on where you are. Um, and, you know, him stepping up to the place since he's been here. Um, you know, I remember him when he was in Atlanta. Uh, you know, he was somebody that we talked about whenever we were scouting Atlanta, preparing for the Falcons. He was somebody that name was brought up and, uh, you know, he's, he's a ball player. And I, I think, uh, you know, after having conversations with him throughout training camp, you know, at, at lunch or breakfast or whatever, and just hearing his, his process and the way he goes about watching film and his knowledge of the game, it, it shows, it shows whenever he steps on the field and his ability to see things and get people in positions and line players up and, maybe have to shift the D line depending on, um, you know, depending on emotion or something. You, you see him just having command and control of the defense and getting everybody situated. And it, it's special. He's a, he's a special player and he's been a, he's been a force all this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to stick on those off season acquisitions. And obviously we're going to talk about your guy, Amari and the draft and just kind of, you know, he was drafted at a time that you'd, had no idea that you'd be back and you'd get to share the field with him. So I just kind of wanted to know your emotions with that, maybe the conversations you had, and then maybe conversations before and after you realized that you were going to be here with him. Yeah, yeah. Mars, my guy. You know, he uh, I've known him for a long time. Uh, we, we go back to when I was in college, and his dad was my receiver coach at Kentucky. And, uh, you know, as soon as he got drafted, I said, man, you're, going, you're, you're fortunate. You're going to a place um, – you know, where, where they have had success. Uh, I, I knew the the room as far as, you know, having Tay in there and the leadership that he brings. So I knew that he was going to be coached up the right way. Um, you know, at, at that time, we didn't know if Aaron was coming back or not. So I was like, you know, if you get to play with Aaron, 
and you know the great you know now i don't know what the situation would be you know i didn't really know jordan at the time or had seen any of his films so um but I, I was so excited for him. Uh, I was so excited for him. He was, you know, asking me all kind of questions about Green Bay and trying to get situated and find a place to live and this and that. So, you know, I was able to connect him with some of the people that I know here and and, and help him out. Um, but, you know, we, we have conversations all the time. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, help him understand and go going through this process because it's, it's a transition going from college to the NFL and you go from being you know, the man at your university, you're getting so many touches a game to coming and you're in a room full of guys and, you know, you may be getting a short end of the stick a lot of the times. And mentally it can be draining. Mentally it can be frustrating. And, and, and I talk about mental fatigue and being able to overcome, uh, you know, some of the mental lapses that you have as a, as a rookie and a young player and, and being able to push through those moments. And you know, it's a, it's a process and everybody's story is different. And, you know, he's putting his story together right now. And I'm just excited to see where he continues to go. And, you know, we're going to need him. He, he's going to be a big part of this team and um, as we continue to move forward. And, um, you know, obviously with, with one returns, so he, he's going to play a big role in that. So uh, we, we have to make sure that we continue to bring him along and, and uh, he continues to show what he can do. Yeah, I, uh, I remember being at... Actually, me and Jen were both at the oh, <laughs> color of your enemies. Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna mention it at some point, but you know, I didn't even think about it. You know, it's Vikings like, week. And, I, I, I like Chris's I explanation we here. The, that explanation makes a lot of sense right here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, me and Jen were actually at the preseason game this year against the Texans. I believe that was the first preseason game of the year, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. And I just remember seeing you on the sidelines after Amari returning a punt or two and basically running halfway onto the field and, you know, just congratulating him and, and kind of just coaching him up and stuff like that. And that was obviously very cool to see. And kind of like how you mentioned him coming into a receiver room with a guy like Devontae Adams and, going from college into the NFL and you yourself came into a wide receiver room that was maybe, the, yeah, with Jordy <laughs> and Greg Jennings and James Jones. And then you even had Jermichael at tight end. So yeah. what would, what was that like for you? Like, you know, coming into such a talented room and maybe who would, you know, would you say out of those guys, you maybe shaped your game the most after? Uh, I would have to say, uh, the transition for me, I, you know, obviously I played in Kentucky. I came out as a true junior. Um, and when I came, when I got drafted, I was like, man, they're coming off the Super Bowl. I'm going to a team that, you know, just won a Super Bowl. I didn't know, you know, what my role was going to be. When, when I came into the league, my first, my rookie year, I was playing like, I was lucky if I was getting 10 offensive snaps a game. So for me, it was like, all right, man, like, don't, your only opportunity is punt return and kick return. So that was <laughs> the only time I was going on the field. So it's like, you better find find a way to do something with those those opportunities and, I mean, and you hope did, for the best. Right and we'll away. see what happens from there. Uh, but, and, and you literally did that, that yeah, season opening yeah, game. Right? <laughs> so that, that's the that's the funny thing, though, right? So I everybody remembers my Saints game. I, I had the kickoff return and caught a receiving touchdown that game but nobody ever talks about the next week the next week i had a punt or i had a kick return where i ran into the back of one of my teammates 
fumble the ball. And luckily we won the game. We played we were playing the Panthers. It was uh, Cam's second game starting uh, his rookie year. And I think we won 17-14. We, we barely squeaked by that game. But, you know, it, it was a learning experience for me uh, because, you know, I thought that I was just, oh, this this league's easy. I just had two touchdowns <laughs> last week. You get humbled the next week. And that's what the NFL will do to you. You can never be too high on yourself, can never get too low on yourself. And, you know, the, at the end of the day, the critics are always going to have something to say. So, uh, you know, you got to you got to make sure that you're, you're able to be mentally strong and mentally tough to, to overcome um, what you may hear or see. Because, you know, we, we hear and see all the stuff that's said about us. And, um, you know, you, you have to be able to overcome a lot of a lot of those things and, you know, we, we talk about it a lot in our room. I think that's why having such great leadership that we have on this team and, you know, especially in the receiver room, me and Tay were able to talk about some of those things that we went through. You know, he he's able to mention how people, everybody wanted him cut after the 2015, 2016 year. Nobody mm-hmm. thought that he was yeah. going to be who he, who, he, who he turned out to be, you know. I remember it was uh, it was Jeff Janis. They wanted Jeff over, <laughs> over uh, Jeff, you know? Jeff over Devante. We've, we've had this discussion on this show many times. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And it's, it's nothing, that's nothing against Jeff because I thought yeah. Jeff was a great player too. Uh, he, he just didn't get as many opportunities. But, you know, Tay, you know, became who he is by continuing to push through um, a, a lot of those things. So. Uh, but the second part of your question, you asked uh, who I modeled my game after. Uh, my rookie year, man, I had a tough time in practice getting off a of jam, getting off press. And I just remember in practice all the time, just talking to Donald, uh, talking to D-Drive, talking to Greg, and just watching them, just watching the way that they move. Greg was so fluid in his route running. Uh, he was just so smooth. He was so efficient, and I think that was one of the things that I was able to take from his game was just how efficient he was in his steps. You know, um, everything with Aaron is all about trust and doing things consistently and being consistent with your route running. You can't run, um, we call we call it a, a, a hitch route which is five steps. You can't run it in seven. You can't run it in three. It has to be five. He has to know it's going to be in five. He has to trust that you're going to do it in five. Something just as simple as that, um, you know, it, it, it is consistency that's built through repetition. And, um, you know, I think I think that's something uh, that, that I was able to take from Greg and learn from Greg um, uh, by watching him and, and just having conversations with him. That's... That makes me ecstatic because yeah, I'm like I Greg Jennings. I'm like I'm known on Twitter as the Twitter guy, the guy that reps Greg Jennings nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like yeah, yeah. That's goodness for me. Zach and I obviously if, butt if heads Greg because here, if, if Greg hadn't left here and went to Minnesota, who like who knows what what would have happened? You know, yeah, uh, Tate might have not been drafted here. Um, you know, yeah. Tate was drafted what two? Greg left in twelve. Tay was drafted in 14, so yeah, I mean, if he signs another two or three year deal and stays in Green Bay, who like it's so crazy how so like one of those small decisions just the everything that happens from there. Uh it's wild. Yeah, and I know Zach is gonna go next, but I have a question that kind of piggybacks off of Eli, so I'm gonna budge in front of Zach for this go one. For but it. I mean, obviously 
big Jordan Nelson fan. So I just kind of wanted to talk about that 187 group with you, uh, Devante and Jordy. Just kind of, you could see a connection between the three of you. You just had a lot of fun, especially those end zone celebrations. So I just kind of wanted to uh, hear about kind of what you thought made that trio so special. Uh, I, I think, I think what made us so special, um, was, so Jordy was probably, let's see, 2014, I would have been in year four. So that would have put him in year six or seven and Tate was coming in as a rookie in 2014. Um, I think you had like that big brother, middle brother, little brother type of you know, group, right? Like Jordy was the old vet that like everybody was just like Jordy Nelson. Like you got, he, he does everything the right way. He's where he's supposed to be. He's the guy that like, he, he eats the same breakfast every morning when he comes in. That's, that's how particular Jordy was about his routine and his schedule. Right. So we were able to take things from each other and, and learn from each other and, and grow. And, uh, the accountability we held each other to a different standard. We expected, uh, we expected uh, so much from each other. Um, you know, Tay's coming in, and you know, I'm putting my arm around him, and and you know, trying to sh tell him the ropes, tell him how things were. Like this, this ain't like college, and this ain't like probably a lot of places. Now that I've been other places in the NFL, it's definitely not other place like any other place in the NFL. Right. Like, you know, when when it comes to our room, like our receiver room is just special. And I think it's a lineage thing. You know, I, you know, we, we have a uh, Rubu, uh, Ravel Martin who played here, you know, back in the day. And he was just taught, we went to dinner not, um, you know, early in the, during training camp. And he was just talking about how it's crazy to hear us talk because a lot of the things that we say were things that he heard, uh, from, um, um, dang, I can't think of his name, now. Robert Brooks things he learned from Robert Books and from Donald back in the day. And it's like crazy to hear us talking about the same things. And it, it's just a lineage, it's a lineage for us. And, um, but when you talk about 187, when you talk about me, Jordan and Tay, uh, it, it's, it's just that consistency that we all had and that we all were able to, to feed off of each other. You know, Aaron's always going to throw it to the open man. And sometimes we had to do things that other receivers don't want to do and run clear routes to open up for Jordy, or, you know, to hold a guy for Tay to wrap in behind and, and being selfless and being able to, um, being able to, to sacrifice your route, so to say for your teammate was what we saw each other do throughout those seasons. And I, I think it just, it, it grew that bond for us together because we're like, okay, well, it's not, it's not all about me. It's not all about him, but we're going to come together. And we know that the better that we are as a group, the better that we're going to be as a team and as an offense. And there was never any pride in it. It was always like, this is what it is. And this is how it's going to be. And we're all going to have success because of it. It's not going to be just one of us and the other one getting jealous. And yeah. it, it, that never was uh, the case. And you, you don't see that everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. uh, receivers, it, it's hard. When, you, when you're only touching the ball three, maybe four times a game, it sometimes can be hard for other people to like, because they feel like they should be getting 10 touches. And it's not always like that. And 
uh, I think that was one thing that made this group that group special when we were together. Yeah, real quick before we jump into a quick uh, ad read from Zach, I think just a great example of that was this year against San Francisco on that 37 second drive, that first catch by Devonte. I think it was MVS ran a route that to clear out the, the defense and let Devonte wrap over the middle, and and Aaron hitting him over the middle. I think is kind of what you're alluding to, where it's you know making the right. sack by saying I'm going to draw the safeties to open up the middle. So someone exactly. else. It's, it's almost like assist. Yeah. Receiver should get assist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's really what it is. Like it's a part of the concept to to be able to to help out your teammate. Kind of like yes. how linebackers get like half a sack. Receivers should get exactly. <laughs> half points exactly. in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's the selflessness. Yeah, and, and it helps too that you guys have been such great friends off the field. I feel like that kind of like translates to what you guys do on the field schematically. Just everything. For sure, for sure. You know, get being able to spend time together. Obviously, these last couple of years have been weird with COVID. Uh, you know, protocol has been a little different. It's a little looser this year, but uh, protocol is, you know, being a little different. So having some of the gatherings that we would, you know, it makes it a little difficult sometimes. Yeah, it's always fun seeing you guys, friends off the field and like all the wives getting along and having a good time too. So right. yeah, I just, oh, yeah. I remember that, that trio just so special for so many. So we always love talking about it. And obviously I'll talk about Jordy whenever I can. <laughs> Randall, uh, I have an obligation to read an advertisement as I do every single week on this show. So uh, I forgive in advance for making myself look like an idiot in front of you. Uh, you're not at all. You got to do what you got to do, man. Somebody <laughs> got to pay the bills, right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. This show, Randall Cobb, it is all brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. We are here, ladies and gentlemen, with Randall Cobb and... I wanted to give you I wanted to give you a number and I wanted to I want to see if this number like means <laughs> okay relax Jacob I, I want to see if this number means anything to you just off the top of your head 994 994 nothing it's the number of days that pass between December 30th 2018 and September 20th 2021 the last time you were on Lambeau Field against the Lions, that 2018 season finale, and then the home opener against the Lions this season, your first time back. Can you walk us through kind of just like... I'll never forget that number again. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I crushed that with a calculator and everything. Teaching everyone everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you just walk us through that, you know, the experience of that day? Not, I don't want to say start to finish, you know, take us through your whole routine or anything, but like, you know, the emotions you felt that day, what it was like. Um... The emotions that I felt, it's crazy because it, it, it didn't feel it didn't feel any different than the last time when I walked through it in 2018, because during training camp, we would have walkthroughs on the field like every day. So every day I would walk through the tunnel. Uh, family night, I walked through the tunnel. I think that's when I kissed the grass when family night came around because I was actually I think that was the first time I was in my helmet and pads going out on the field. Um, 
But when it came to the game, when it came to the game, when it came to the Lions game, it was just kind of like nothing had changed. Like, you know what I mean? It, it was kind of like the feeling. I don't know if you all have ever walked back through your high school halls after you left, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of come back and you get those memories and you like see the same locker or something or something might have happened over here one year that you just like it just randomly comes back to your memory it was kind of like that for me that it was just like i just saw all the names of people that i've played with like the back of the name played on their jersey like when i was walking down the hall i was just sitting there like randomly clay came to mind randomly you know drive came to mind i'm just thinking about all these people that i've played with and these names and then I'm looking in front of me and I see, you know, Aaron's right there and Tay's right there. And it just like, for me, it was like, everything's right in the world. I'm, I'm right back to where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, you never take it for granted. You never take running through that tunnel for granted just because you don't know when it's going to be your last time. You know, we every time we take the field, we're, we're risking a lot out there. You know, um, you know we, we talk about it all the time. You don't know when you're going to get hurt. Because you're going to get hurt. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't have to miss a whole lot of time. But it's going to happen at some point in your career. And if, if you're lucky, it won't. But, you know, it's 100% injury rate in the league. So um, we, we we definitely take those moments. Um, we hold on to those. And I think running back through that tunnel on that day, it was just like, oh, this has changed. Oh, they got smoke now. Oh, they got <laughs> the, the brick. Uh, like Lambo, when you run out on the field, I was just looking around like, oh, I guess some things have changed, but you know, it wasn't a whole lot. Yeah, there's been yeah. former players that talk about how like you walk through the tunnels, especially at Lambo Field, and you could feel all of like all of the players that have come before you, you right. know, that have like helped cultivate that you know, sure. Lambo Field, you know. So I, I, I can definitely see that. Now, Which one day players will do the same thing for Randall Cobb. Of course. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the craziest thing when people come to me. They're like, oh, man, I remember I was in middle school when you did this. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm not that old. But it, it, it definitely uh, definitely reminds you of uh, just the impact of being a Packer and what that means and the respect that you, you get because – there's a lot of I've, I've met fans every country that I've ever visited, um, you know, everywhere I ever went, even when I was like when I went to Dallas, when I was in Houston, like the guy that came and set up my cable in Houston brought a Packers helmet and I had just signed with the Texans. and He was a Texans fan. and He brought a Packers helmet for me to sign. It was just like, the, you know, it's, it's just different. Yeah, yeah you're Packers. definitely one of those players that a lot of people respect i'm here in minnesota and even vikings fans today are like tuning in and excited because you're just one of those kinds of guys which is rare in the league these days well let them make sure they know this isn't vikings yeah right yeah yeah it's not propaganda yeah exactly it's just where the screen's making it look but uh you know it's funny you bring up training camp uh, a minute or two ago and uh, I was lucky enough to meet up with you for a minute after one of the practices. By uh, I don't fan. believe it. There's no picture. Exactly. So <laughs> what happened Brad, to the picture? I know. So as you remember, I, I bothered you to get on multiple <laughs> occasions to take a picture, and my technology skills are not where they should oh, be. Man. And and I had a timer 
on by accident. So at the end of it, I, you know, I get in my car and like you drove away. I look through my my camera roll and it's just a picture, a bunch of pictures of the inside of my pocket because it was like oh, a five second delay. So we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll get another one. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll make, definitely we'll make that happen. We'll at do. some point, we'll run into each other again. So absolutely. Um, you could just take a screenshot of of, of this. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Does he know how to do that though? I'm not Probably sure. Not. That's true. I, I might be able. To I mean, we're that. we're on texting terms now, Eli. So it's all good. Like, don't let them. Don't let them. Yeah. I'll send you a selfie. Yeah, which from my, I think uh, pe- people should know how we got connected with Randall Cobb because it's pretty cool how we were able to get him on the show. So I think Eli should share that yeah, story. Maybe, Randall, if you don't mind, um, you know, just kind of our interaction when the, the trade was kind of happening and uh, you, I guess, had a good sense that you were going to be back in Green Bay. And obviously I was extremely honored that- You were one uh, of the first people to know. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I remember just, it was weird. I still remember exactly just where I was and all of a sudden just like seeing a DM and it says Randall Cobb and I'm like, all right, who's, who's photoshopping something? <laughs> who's messing with me? I, you know, because I, I had no idea what was going on. And then you're talking about the trade and I was just, yeah, I was pretty ecstatic about that. Obviously you coming back to Green Bay and I, very much appreciate uh, you you thinking of me to, to get you a little uh, coming home video. And I was uh, very pleased to do that. Got to go back and watch so many great memories of you uh, as a Packer. And on that note, you know, you've been a part of so many of historic, historic plays in the last decade of, of Packers football, and they will live on for much, you know, for forever. But for you, in your head, what, what will be, you know, the play in 20 years from now that you look back on and as always, you know, that, that moment that you're never going to forget as a Packer. Uh, well, before I, before I answer that, I got to make sure that I frame this up too, because the two years that I was gone, right. So whenever I left, whenever I left Green Bay and went to Dallas, I was pretty salty. So, you know, I unfollowed everything Packers. I didn't want to see any Packers stuff, whatever. But my wife, my wife is like, she's a she's a closet Packers fan, even when we were in Dallas and when we were in Houston. And she's always like showing me these little clips, these little videos. And like, it's always you. I'm like, well, who is this guy? Where, like, where are you finding these videos from? And she always, she always had like Book of Eli. Like here, here's another video he posted. I'm like, I don't want to see any of that. I'm, you know, it's like I'm done with them. I don't want to see any of that. So she always, she always would show me the stuff. And then whenever the time came, I like, I, like, I was messing with her. I was like, I think I'm, gonna, I think I'm gonna contact Eli see if he can make me one of the videos. Well, and she was like, Yeah, do it, please do it. So that's that's how that's how I uh, ended up reaching out. That's to you. awesome. The wife yeah, stamp of approval means more. Yeah, than anything. yeah, yeah. That's incredible. For sure. That's so, awesome. And then he makes a video and you know has me and her crying in the car on the way to the airport. So <laughs> thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, you made me cry. Yeah, I love um, it. I I definitely you know. I guess if it's good, if it's happy tears, I'm happy to do it. So sure. <laughs> Which I actually uh, did kind of have a question, unless you had something else to answer. I can't remember. So yeah. So so the answer to your question, Eli, about my the most memorable moment for me, um, I think it would probably be the Bears game in Chicago, the the catch uh, to get us into the playoffs that year. Um, 
I don't know if y'all remember, but me and Aaron both were coming off an injury that game. Yeah, um, we remember. <laughs> I had broke my leg. <laughs> I had broke my leg, so I missed those ten weeks. Um, and coming back in the game, I just, I just didn't know. I didn't know like how it was gonna go. Uh, I didn't know what was gonna happen. I think I only played like twenty plays that game, and uh, ended up having a touchdown early in the game, and then, um, and then the the fourth down. It was just like it was just crazy because it was like Aaron drew the play up in the dirt. Um, he told us all what he wanted. He told he told um, I think it was David. He said like let I want you to overset. I want Pep to rush inside and uh, David. I can't remember what happened with him, but and then um, Coon came off the edge for a block and Aaron was able to escape the pocket. And my route was supposed to be a ten yard like stop route right at the sticks. Uh, but Conti was just sitting there flat-footed, and I threw my hand up and ran by him. And, um, you know, I think that's one that's going to be etched in my memory as, like, all time, as of now. Yeah. And so yeah. let's, 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 see, let's, let's see. see what happens up through February. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to, to date, memory. that is definitely, that's definitely the one for me. But I'm happy uh, you, you brought up that play because I was actually in the end zone where you caught that ball. Really? I was so I was I still remember I was I was with my dad and all he was looking at is seeing Julius Peppers about to obliterate Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I'm looking downfield and almost in the exact words of uh you know the rock Harrelson, I you know was smacking my dad saying, He's got Cobb, you know, he he's wide open. And I just yeah, I just see, you know, with, with 20 yards of separation and that ball it seemed like that ball was in the air for an hour and i'm just well, I'm, glad, I'm glad i'm not the only one that felt that <laughs> yeah it was i was waiting for that ball to land and i just it felt like it took forever but that's definitely at least for me i mean in general even if i was watching it on tv but being there at the game being in that end zone by far my my most my, my most favorite football memory and i'm definitely happy you were a part of it so i was going to say so chris just alluded to what I was going to say. I was in the end zone for the Hail Mary in that wild card game. So I had like perfect clear vision of you taking that step back, we'll call it, uh, and <laughs> catching that ball, which it, it was a game changer because that was kind of a, you know, it was a really cold game. And I yeah. don't, I think at that point, Jordy had got hurt because he had those broken ribs. So I remember mm -hmm. just that ball felt like I was in the air forever, but to witness an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary is one thing, but I can't imagine what it feels like to catch one, especially in a playoff game. For sure, for sure. That was that's that's up there too. That's definitely top five for me. That was that was a fun game. Uh I think I scored three times that game. You but did. the Hail Mary was yeah, I mean that was that was wild. Uh I almost actually had the one in Arizona this year too, uh right before halftime. I like yeah. I just missed I misjudged it just a little bit, but I, I tracked it pretty far. I was able to I was running. It's funny, on Hail Mary's always like run and watch the jumbo try. And I like <laughs> wait to see when he releases the ball. And that's whenever I look back and try to find it. So yeah, it's uh it's a little secret I got. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the luxury of living up, up in the Midwest like those two, but I did Where get to Lamp. I'm in California, SoCal. What part? Anaheim, Orange County. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but I did get to see you play in person one time. It was October 20th, 2016. It was a Thursday night game against the Bears. You caught, a, like, it was like you were targeted 15 times and you caught 11 passes 
You guys are. It was like the first time you guys wore the color rush. All okay. white, all white jerseys. All whites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember Aaron Rodgers attempted like close to sixty passes that night. Wow. That's yeah, that was. One. Yeah, that was my loan. My so, what, what's your what's your favorite jersey? The all white or the all green? Ooh, that green all, was fresh. all green. Yeah, all green. love yeah, the green. I like the green. I'm trying to. We're, we're trying to get him to bring him back some point this year, but I don't know if we're going to be able to. Yeah, no, I think I think we definitely should because those. Yeah, those. I've been trying to find a jersey online to buy one of those because those were, those looked real good this year. Yeah, but always a fan of the color rush. Yeah, so I feel like you know, with it being Vikings week, just kind of wanted to touch on. Obviously, we all kind of look at you as the bear killer. You know, you're the secret weapon against <laughs> Chicago, and obviously, you've had some phenomenal memories there so would you consider that your personal biggest rivalry and then kind of just you know when you go into a rivalry week with the Vikings do you have any memories that stick out or just kind of curious about that uh Vikings memories um the only one that comes to mind I remember I was talking about those fourth quarter not playing in the fourth quarter games we had one of them against the Vikings in 2014 where we just I thought we just like it was the home game. I want to say it was either Sunday night or Monday night, but it was, I feel like it was like a 42 to six type game. Um, we're just nonstop. We were just, we we're all over them. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of definitely, definitely bears for me. It's yeah. a little differently. And I think it's just the the, the, the style of defense that the Vikings play, just uh, the coverages that they play is, is more – the ball has to go outside a little bit more. The middle of the field, is, there's just a lot happening in the middle of the field. Uh, so the ball tends to be thrown outside the numbers a lot more against Simmer's defense. Um, their, their defense has changed a little bit over time, though, and – now watching them on film compared to, you know, 2011 to 2018, it's it's a little different. Um, but um, so we got big big week incoming is what you're saying. Big mm-hmm. big week coming this. Possibly, week. possibly, we'll yeah. see, we'll see. You know, obviously, um, it's it's, um, it's obviously with Aaron being out, Aaron Jones being out, it's it's going to be a different type of game. Um, you know, we, we got a we got a lot of guys banged up and right I mean when you talk about division games, it's it's always tough. And they've they've lost some close games this year. They've been in the game, you know, it's been seven point games just for them, just just about every game this season. Um and they've had the lead and I wanna say all of them and you know, lost lost a few of them. But um there's a chance that Peterson may be back uh this week, so you never know. You never know. You know. You just gotta prepare. I think we, as far as the install that we've got so far today, we got a good plan going into the game, and it comes down to execution. Um, Minnesota is always a tough place to play. Um, luckily, it's a noon game and not a Sunday night game because uh, it gets a little louder there once they get a little liquored up. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see if they open a roof on us again. Uh, they they try to do that sometimes, uh, so they think that that deters us from throwing the ball. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. I I think um, I think it'll be important for us to establish the run, 
um, and and see what we can open up from there. Speaking of which, are you going to be, well, I don't want you to expose the game plan or anything like that, but I mean, like, I know you've been in the backfield throughout your career here and there. I mean, is that? Hey, you, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the backfield the past couple of weeks a couple of times, so yeah, you yeah. never know. <laughs> we're, still, we're still waiting to see you, uh, you know, on a trick play be throwing a pass. We all know you've played some quarterback before. I'm trying so. to see some Wildcat, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, you know what? We ran – that's all I did in college, right? So, like, I wasn't, like, a true receiver in college. I played quarterback my freshman year. My sophomore and junior year, the Wildcat was probably 40% of our offense. We, we did a lot out of it. Um, but when I got here, obviously, we got 12 back there. Uh, so it was a little different. But McCarthy still wanted to do it. We, we finally got to the point to where uh, we, we ran it. We were 14-0 playing in Kansas City. We ran the Wildcat. We gained like four yards. We only did it once. They took Aaron off the field. We lost that game. Never again. Never again. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was that was pretty much it for the Wildcat. You know, I don't, I don't see us doing that at this point yeah. in my career. So. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of obviously playing. Oh, wow. Kirk Cousins, really? Oh, yeah, no. you're, you're Ooh, sick. getting exposed. You're wow. sick. Wow. You're getting exposed. See, I, yeah. I have Aaron wow. Rodgers because I'm loyal. Wow, where's but... the loyalty? <laughs> I, I, I picked up Jordan Love last week, so I'm mean, like, You know, you should know it was. It's. It's. I have a bye week coming up. I was down to very. Uh, few you don't. Options. You don't have to explain. You don't yeah. have to explain. No, I don't want no explanation. He'll be. He'll be. I'm gonna delete your phone number after this. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be I don't, know. At the end I don't know who I can trust anymore. I got you out here picking up Kirk Cousins. Randall's wearing purple. I mean, yeah. I get... <laughs> it's it's really not purple though. It's like a it's more la lavender. We'll say yeah. lavender, you like lilac almost. Yeah, it's like <laughs> lavender. Um, but you know, you mentioned obviously playing playing with Aaron, one of the all time greats. And during your time away from the Packers in Dallas and Houston, there were some good quarterbacks there. And uh, but what would you say? You know, without going into too much details, I'm sure there's plenty, but you caught passes from from three very good quarterbacks on three different teams. But what would you say, you know, kind of sets Aaron apart from what you've seen before out of a quarterback? Um, I would say just his um uh I, I would say his ability to get to any play in the playbook within the game the 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 play clock mm -hmm. like if he sees something he's able to completely change the protection change the route concepts get that all communicated in 10 seconds i mean it's just it's it's unreal it, it's kind of like a computer just it's just like boom data boom da, da, da. yeah you <laughs> here signal there all right, here we go. And it's just yes. like, it's, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Yeah. And um, I think it's been very beneficial playing with him because it allows me to see the game from a different scope. So I'm able to help him with some of the things, um, some of the cues and being able to communicate it to him. Um, you know, just like simple stuff like uh, when Defenses may be trying to sub and we can get them with an alpha call and get get everybody on the ball, get set and catch them with 12 men on the field uh, to seeing some of the 
um, secondary pressures and being able to communicate it to him so he can change the play or, you know, be able to change his protection to protect himself. So, um, you know, his his processing ability and the time that he's able to do it. Like, I know, like, guy, guys that want to do it, but it's just it's hard to do it in 10, 15 seconds. You yeah. know, when you break the, the huddle and you get to the line, you know, 20, 20, maybe 15 seconds and being able to hard count and do all of that in, a, yeah. in 10 seconds is really, really impressive. Yeah, I'm sure it's not easy even for yourself. Those hard counts, like I feel like if I was on offense, I'd be jumping half the time too. Did you did you see me jump in Washington? <laughs> yeah, so that's a yes. You know, I tried crazy. to I tried to like go in motion and act like I was <laughs> Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But his hard yeah, counts. He, he'll like, get us he'll get us sometimes in practice. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and obviously uh you and Rogers have a very important connection on the field and in the locker room, but you also have a very important friendship outside of football and you talked about how you had those conversations in the off season, you know, alluding to the ideas of retirement, which thankfully neither of you did. And you're both back here in green Bay, but you know, you've also mentioned Rogers's godfathered one of your kids. He's in your wedding. You stayed at his house. So at what point did you feel like Rogers went from being a teammate to family? Uh, it was probably, I would say probably 2014, 2015, somewhere around there. Um, you know, we had hung out a few times here and there, but um, that year we started, we started like this little tradition of having dinner once a week and we'd hang out and, you know, that just kind of kicked it off. And, you know, you spend so much time at the facility, you know, we're, we're with each other. 14 hours a day sometimes, especially during training camp and during the season, you know, you're getting seven, eight hours together. Sometimes you just want to like step back and be like, all right, man, like I just want to chill. But whenever, whenever you're able to build that off the field and get to know each other on a different level and learn about each other and learn about um, the way that you think and perspective. And, you know, I've learned, I've learned so much about life from him. Um, you know, I, I think there's a misconception of who he is. A lot of people don't understand who he is uh, and his perception uh, can be polarizing at times. Uh, but I, knowing him at the level that I know him, uh, it, it definitely um, I'm fortunate enough to call him a friend, call him a brother. And, you know, I'm always going to have his back. I'm always going to ride with him, um, you know, so that's. That's, it's special. It's special to, to be able to have people in your life like that. And, um, you know, when football is all done, I know that he's still going to be a person that I keep in touch with and keep in contact with and we'll still be close. You know, we want to we want to respect your time and everything and, you know, get you out of here in a timely fashion. I did want to ask about one more of your teammates. You know, everyone talks about, you know, you and Aaron Rodgers kind of being back on the same team together. But how did it feel kind of like reconvening with someone like Mercedes Lewis, who your last year in Green Bay in 2018, that was his first year. And now you come back, he's still here doing his thing, laying out guys, blocking, occasionally catching a pass. You know, like you guys are both the elder statesmen right now of, of that path, of that whole room of pass catchers. Is there anything that you've learned from him about life, mental, physical health, anything? 
For sure, for sure. Sadie's, you know, he's he's the OG. I mean, like I'm I'm old, but he older. So <laughs> you know, he's he he's uh I, I feel like I feel like the the middle brother with him, you know, being able to just learn uh so much from him and his process and how he goes about uh handling his body and his routine and his mental um you know being able to um to grow with him off the field too you know it's funny like you we played together in 2018 i was dealing with injuries that year so you know i was kind of i was headspace i was in a different place like it was just like just you know it, it was a lot. I, I dealt with a lot that year. So I didn't really get a chance to know him as well that year. Uh, but as time has gone on, like we've ran, in, run into each other in places and spent some time together. And we actually, back in June, July, we went to Mexico and uh, we were all staying together. And we, we spent some time together and, and really, you know, bonded during that trip. And, you know, it's just, you know, life come full circle. We talked about like, man, man, I wish we could play together again and this and that. And then it happens. And then you get to spend that time and and continue to grow uh, a different kind of bond. Like he, he he's a special human. And, um, you know, I, I really I really respect his process and the, his leadership and the voice. I mean, when you talk about the voice of the team, like that's the voice of the team right there. Like what he says goes, he, he's somebody that everybody's listening to. Um, and I think that's the respect for when you play 16, 17 years in this league, you know, the average is three. So <laughs> when you got somebody that's on his fourth life in the <laughs> NFL, like there, there's a lot to be said for that. So, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's special. It's special to 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 have him around and be a part, be a teammate with him. Yeah, I'm sure he he just seems like the the ultimate locker room guy, leadership, veteran, exactly who you want to have on your team. And yeah, we all. I mean, for someone who maybe you know, as Zach said earlier, might not might not end up with a huge stat line in the box score, but I think every Packer fan knows just how important Mercedes is to that team and to the locker room. So we obviously love seeing him, you know, that he came back this year. I believe he signed a two-year contract, so we're very excited about that. But, uh, Randall, uh, as we, as, uh, as Zach said, we want, you know, I know we have, you have some film to get to, and uh, you want to you get some, some sleep tonight. You got a big game coming up this weekend. So once again, just we're so appreciative of you taking this time to come on the show and chat with us a little bit. It's been, it's been amazing, and... We are very much looking forward to a win on Sunday. And like you said earlier, wins all the way into February, well into February. Exactly. Yep. Exactly, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, it's Thank about time so to go down and have some dinner and get back to my film and yeah. call it a night. So uh, y'all y'all have a good one. And I'm sure at some point in the future, we'll be doing this again. So uh, we would love that. Yeah. 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 You're welcome back. Y'all, hey, have y'all had yep. Jordy on here yet? Not no, yet. But no. Feel free to bring him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. I need yes. I need Jen to experience oh, don't get, that. Oh. So yeah, yeah. I see, I see his jersey I, in the background. I might have I to like sure. quit after. I think that would be <laughs> my career. <laughs> I'm gonna pass the word along to him then. Oh, we appreciate that a ton, yes. and we appreciate your time. And so yeah, Randall, have a great night. Have a great week on 
a great game on Sunday. And uh, yeah, we just we can't wait to see you back on the field. Thank you so much. Thank you, all, Thank man. You have so a good much. one. Have a good all night, right. Randall. Have a good night, everyone. That was Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb. What? Wow, what cool dude. What, He's so what a cool. cool, awesome guy. <laughs> Um, that was amazing. I love his vibe, even if he's wearing purple. Yeah. (laughs) Lavender. Lavender. Yeah. Wow. No, uh, that was awesome. Definitely, uh, one of the, one of the top open book moments, uh, for sure. One of the best, uh, episodes we've had, but. We've had to talk to some cool people. We have. We definitely have. have. That's, that's near the top of the list and everybody was here to witness it they were part of this so thank you everybody yeah. for tuning in yeah. and, and being everyone, here for this. everyone who's been very active in the comment section i know we like to try to get more uh interaction with the comment section obviously it's a little bit more difficult tonight but everyone who tuned in we really appreciate it and let's just make sure to keep our tradition going before we finish the show just we gotta get a little oh <laughs> yeah that was that was fun that would only be above this episode because I whooped Eli's ass in front yep. of a in front of a worldwide audience. That's true. I won't I won't fight it. I won't fight it. But let's <laughs> let's do a quick uh score prediction as we always do here on Open Book. For it's weird. I mean, we're here here we are in week 11, first time playing the Vikings. Rarely does yeah. that happen where you're going to play your division opponent twice in the My final. My favorite season. week of the year. So, Jen, your favorite week of the year. Why don't you kick us well, off? One of the two, just because I become an absolute menace to society around here. Oh, no, I want to show week. my – I still own your shirt. <laughs> All right, next time. Kind of like – Kind of like the that never happened. Um, um, yeah, Jen, but what do, what do you see going down Sunday afternoon against uh, your Minnesota Vikings? Ew, don't call them that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not mine. I own the Packers now. Oh, so. yeah. By the way, owner. Oh, we need to bring that up. Owner, Jen, fist bump. Zach? Yeah. Yeah, right? No? Yeah. 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 Okay. Question, question mark? Zach, by association. Question mark. <laughs> by association here on Open Book, we will give him uh, ownership, potentially. But uh, Thank you. Yeah. Then, as, as your first game watching, as an owner of this team, you're very invested at this yes. point. Yes. How do you see I obviously gonna... need my team to come into my home state and just kick ass. Absolutely. So I do know Minnesota is a tough place to play. I am already planning on plugging my ears every time that stupid horn goes off. I know I'm going to have a headache. Um, it's nice that it's a noon game. They'll get this win out of the way early. I should talk so much this week. I'm usually like, it's just, it's, you know, uh... I'm from here. I got to do it, but um, I do know this is a tough place to play. So, hello, Eli's brother. Um, yeah, Eli's brother, some love, man. What the hell? I didn't. I mean, Eli, he say hi. All night. I have not Jeez. seen. I've. I've not been able to see the comments because I had our Google Doc. Yeah, covering me too. That screen. Um, I did but... have a bit of a closer game. Just you know, Packers seem to be struggling to get over that you know twenty four score. But yeah. I do have the Packers winning 24-17. You know, right. it's it's a tough place to play. But Zach not look every... with, that, with that prediction. Zach's never pleased with anything I say on the show. Yeah, understandably. Which uh, I did. Where to did be that fair, come from? <laughs> Jeez. 
I just I haven't been able to be mean to you all night because we had an important guest. So I'm just yeah. letting I'm it getting out all the that. bullying out now. Yeah. Getting all the well, bullying once, out. Coming from our lo- our resident teacher here, you know, you should be stopping bullying. I'm not, yeah, set, I'm not a set teacher. an example. Yeah. Maybe this is why I'm stuck on lunch detention this week. It's also exactly. punishment for <laughs> what, what's about to transpire. Um, well, Zach, if you don't agree with my score, why don't you enlighten us with what you think is going to happen? I'm riding, I'm riding a goddamn high right now. I am hyped. We just <laughs> talked to Randall Cobb. So you are tripping balls. If you think I'm not going to pick the Packers to blow the shit out of the Vikings. It's going to be 30. Oh, Eli three. made They're it going, sound like you were going. rolling your eyes and... Well, you said it's going to be a close game. It's going to be 24 17. No, they're going into that giant stapler, that bird killer stadium, whatever the hell it is, and they're going to smack the Vikings up 38 to 3. What you going to do, bro? All of you to think they're going to make a field goal. Yeah, that's true. But I, you, I, you had them, you picked them to make a field I know. goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 38 to 3. Yes. I, I love, I love the confidence. I would Getting rather this. Zach be right than me. This yeah, is just. Well, I'm gonna this be. This is just how I feel. Up there the wind still Zach. feels good, no matter what. Similar, not 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 so aggressive, but similar kind of score. I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, Zach. I think you heard yourself. That's sounding hard. <laughs> Zach's um, now on the injury report. <laughs> yeah, um, but we're gonna go with 31 to 13. I think this defense is not gonna have much of an issue shutting down the Vikings, and we know the Packers' offense is. Yeah, uh, we know the Packers' offense is too good to continue to struggle. And, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but with Aaron Jones out, and I think the Packers will be forced to really lean heavily on A.J. Dillon. And I actually think that's going to benefit them, get him in a rhythm, and it's just going to be him. Yes, we'll see some Patrick Taylor. You know, maybe we'll see some Randall Cobb. Who knows? But for the but most it's part. it's been cold here in many, which means yeah. bring out the quads. So, yeah, we want to see Quadzilla, and I think he's going to be a huge part of that win. And uh, I'm going yeah, back. Yeah, Eli thinks that they're going to score 13 points, yet he goes and picks up Kirk Cousins. I picked him up. Okay, I can't believe Chris. <laughs> unbelievable. No, it wasn't even Chris. I'm sorry. It was Lambeau, LeBeau, Ben. To I'm say that. Chris for no reason. I know. No, I'm yeah. sorry. It wasn't Chris. Ben, I picked <laughs> up Cousins, okay, because I have Mahomes on a bye next week. I would never play Cousins. There's got to be better options. You're in the league. Go look at free agency. There are not. There are not. Unless I want to play. My other choice was Derek Carr. I didn't feel confident. I picked up Carr in one league, and he did fine when Rodgers was on COVID. Okay, you know, I don't need to be yelled at, all right? I didn't like doing it. It was the middle of the night. I'm going to drop him. I'm just going to have to drop I, him. I have never, ever drafted or picked up a Vikings player. I want zero reason to ever oh, hope brother. anything good happens to that team. Oh, Dan that. Bailey... I, I, Dan Bailey was the closest I ever got, and I couldn't do it. I drafted Justin Jefferson last year, and I drafted Dalvin Cook this year, and I'm not sorry about it. Jen, trade me James Conner. I don't have another running back unless Chubb (laughs) comes off of COVID. I'm giving you Zach Collins, Collins, and I'm giving you Jordan Howard. (laughs) Yeah, but James Conner is putting up better numbers. Zach is sending me these. I'm waking up from a nap, and it's like, oh, Zach wants to chat with you in the sleeper app. And I'm like, weird, okay. And he's sending me these <laughs> bizarre trades where it's like, I don't have any running backs to spare. Well, I don't have a single like running back on you my. You should have I think... traded me Nick Chubb when you had the chance. I gave no, you I don't want your guys. Time. I've been. I Elijah was on a three Mitchell game win streak. Has had 15 plus points in three straight games, and you just turn your face at it like nothing. I was giving her 
I, hey, I'm not eliminated. Uh, I was giving her <laughs> Josh Allen because she has Aaron Rodgers and he's going to be on a bye week in a couple weeks. So I'm yeah. helping you plan ahead. You should take that into account. I'm helping. Help I have help to you. make sure. Help me that... help you and give me James Conner. By the way, can we just say one thing? After real you quick? beat me, help me help you. Okay. A few weeks ago, when we were all together here, um, so I guarantee this is, I'm going to jinx myself <laughs> now and it's going to end badly, but we were all together in LA at eight, nine, and 10 in the standings. And since that day, I am undefeated and I am now in second place. So I'm I think, I'm like, I think I'm like two. I'm like two and one. I'm in last place, but I'm like yeah, two Zach's and one since since that you're, day. So. Yeah, you're only you two out of your three wins have been against me, which isn't Zach, fair. Zach, you beat Jen twice. Yeah, yes. two out of his three. <laughs> it's it's so stupid. By the way, it's yes, so my mother stupid. proof. My mother proof here that I don't oh. associate myself with anything purple at That's all. That's bias. That's bias. She has to agree <laughs> with you. She's your mother. No, but she, Thank my mother would never lie. Her. She would never come on here. If I said, if I wore purple, she'd come on here and say, Jen's a liar. She owns purple. <laughs> Jen's a liar. She, Jen's she a would liar. call me out 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that I think just about wraps it up. Everyone who tuned in, uh, amazing show with Randall Cobb. If you came in late or if you missed it and are still somehow watching, which doesn't make sense, but either way, make sure to go back and rewatch the show because it was a ton of fun. And before we head out, as always, uh, as you see here at the bottom of the screen, follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI and make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Game on Wisconsin. And you can follow Jen on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four, where you'll find all of her incredible work. Zach at it's Zachariah J. Every every piece of news coming out of Packerland, Zach's on it pretty immediately. So you want to make sure to give him a follow. And if you're looking for random obscure videos of fun Packer times, you can follow me at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Much like Randall Cobb's wife, who you know may, maybe I put that whole trade together. Who knows? I might have been the underlying piece of the trade. I'm just okay, saying. Brian. Relax. But yeah, exactly. I, you've never seen me and Goody in the same room together. That's all I'm going to say. But <laughs> so you're before, saying Aaron Rodgers at one point hated you. That no, sucks. You know what? No, I take it all back. I take it all back. <laughs> me and her are very good friends. Um, yeah, <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, next week? No. So next week will be before the Rams game. Going to be a big game. Mm-hmm. But obviously, let's hope to see you at 9-2. and two after a win over the garbage Minnesota Vikings. Got to renew my bragging rights. Exactly. Jen, a lot, yeah, a lot riding for Jen being in Minnesota. I hope uh, we get a win so she can make fun of everyone at school, be that bully yep. at school that she is on Just the show. Be an asshole to middle schoolers. Yeah, exactly. That sounds I would, like no, I would show no shame. You, Yeah, you shouldn't. If they're Vikings fans, they deserve everything coming at them. So... <laughs> Um, that's it for us this week. Again, thank you for coming in. And Andrew, I'm going to throw up the freezer ad because I assume that's what I should do. Which, don't forget. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sanjay from the Freezer Podcast. With me is Fred and Matt, and we are always here on Mondays at 7 p.m., right before Monday Night Football. So come check us out. You never know what we're going to bring on the show. But hey, you know what? You have to check us out from 7 to 8 because, you know what? I got to put my kid down right after. So join us, 7 p.m. And definitely check us out because we're fun stuff. So, oh my, what the fuck is fun stuff? What?
Hey, watch us because you get to see him. You're getting kind of Michael Jackson. Protect the neck, dude. I know. Michael Jackson over here. I hang him over Blink the fucking I can't. Hold on. This is weird. We just well, now we have a baby all of a sudden. Just do it. That's the best part about it. He's got a baby. Like, what the hell's going on here? Poopy. Dog. Hey, what's up, guys? It's <laughs> that was you. That was you. <laughs> what do you think, Fred? All right. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah. They'll talk oh, every once in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> he was already here. It happened right away. It kind of, well, we're used to you atta attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see 